Welcome to the Living the Abundant Life podcast with Rob and Sarah Betts. Living the Abundant Life is a weekly podcast designed to help others learn to live in abundance. And now, let's get into today's episode. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Living the Abundant Life with Rob and Sarah. We're excited to continue talking to you today about a view from the mountaintop. You know, a lot of people come into their new year thinking that they're starting over, they're starting from scratch. But for the believer, that's not the case. We're not starting from scratch. We have been, as the scripture says, seated in heavenly places in Christ. So we've been already put in a place of victory. Today we're going to talk about that. And I'm excited to share some things with you that I believe will help you to live the abundant life this year. So if you would, let's pray and we'll get right into our scripture. Father, we just come to you in the name of Jesus. We just thank you for the victory that you've given us through Jesus. We thank you for more revelation today on that, Lord. We thank you that we see ourselves the way that you see us, victorious in you. Everything that Jesus bought and paid for it on our behalf, Lord, we thank you. We're going to walk in those things this year in a greater measure. And we love you. We praise you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So speaking of being brand new, uh, let's start with uh, 2 Corinthians 5, 17. All right. You want to read it out of your Amplified? Sure. Okay. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ that is grafted in, joined to him by faith in him as a Savior, he is a new creature, reborn and renewed by the Holy Spirit. Old things, the previous moral and spiritual condition, have passed away. Behold, new things have come. Because spiritual awakening brings new life. Hallelujah. Amen. If we are in Christ, we've been made new. And that's that's what we started talking about last week is that this newness of life that comes means that who we once were, what we once did, mm-hmm. all of those things have passed away right. and everything has become new in your life. You and I are new and improved and that's right. good news. Right. Absolutely. Um, so we talked last time about seeing yourself in that victory, seeing yourself as that new reborn you. That's so important to living a victorious life in Christ is how we see ourselves, And not only that, but how we see uh, the trials, the circumstances around us. If we see them, that, that we are actually already victorious in those situations and we see ourselves the way that God sees us, then our outlook is totally different and we're going to have a have victory in those situations. And it's all really just how we see ourselves in those situations. Right. If you, uh, I heard somebody say one time that you will rise to the level of expectancy. Right. And that includes our own expectancy. Mm-hmm. If you don't expect that you'll be any different, that you'll do things any differently, that your relationships right. won't be any different, that your uh, your walk of faith or mm-hmm. your walk with the Lord won't be any different. If you don't see things being different, this year will be exactly like last year was. And if you didn't like the results last year, mm-hmm. You're not going to like them this year because they're going to be the exact same. You'll only rise to that level. But what if we saw ourselves differently? 
Right. We saw ourselves the way that God sees us, the way the Bible sees us. If we see ourselves like that, it changes things. And that's what this scripture right. means. The Apostle Paul knew what it meant to be new mm -hmm. uh, because he was a different guy when he wrote this in 2 Corinthians right. than he was when the Lord Jesus found him on the road to Damascus. Right. And let's let's look a little bit more then at um, Philippians when he talks about that. Sure, um, sure. Because if it's Philippians like three, anybody who would have to understand what it's like to be a new creature, it would have to be Paul, because of what he did to Christians and what he did, you know. Um, well, in the book of Acts, when you go back and you look, when he was still Saul of Tarsus, uh, in Acts chapter 7 and 8, we see, uh, first off, we see uh, Stephen mm -hmm. is uh, basically preaching the gospel to the Jewish people, right. and they become angry with him, and they stone him, they kill him. And uh, that in that uh, in that scene that's set up where Stephen is preaching the gospel, then he says, "Lord, don't lay this to their charge." Mm -hmm. And and uh, it, the scripture tells us that he sees the heavens opened up, and the Lord Jesus, who is seated, the scripture tells us, the right hand of God, stands up to receive <laughs> right. him. Uh, that's always such a beautiful picture. But we we look at what's going on around Stephen at the time, and the Bible tells us that Saul was consenting unto his death. He mm -hmm. was there holding the coats right. of the men who were stoning Stephen. And then you read further beyond Acts 7, you go over into Acts 8, and the scripture says that the Apostle Paul was going into, before he had become Paul, as Saul, he's going into the homes of uh, the Christians, right. and he's taking them captive, and, and they're, they're jailing them. Mm -hmm. So he's got all of these things that he was doing that were contrary to the walk that we see when he's writing the letters to the churches. We know then that he has this experience on the road to Damascus mm -hmm. where uh, he sees the Lord and the Lord says to him, he says, Saul, Saul, he said, why do you persecute me? And he asks the question, who art thou, Lord? And then he says, what would you have me to do? And so we see this conversion right. from uh, Saul of Tarsus, the, the Pharisee of the Pharisees, to the Apostle Paul, who is now a born-again Christian, and he's writing to the churches. And when he writes to the church at Philippi, it's interesting what he says here in, in chapter 3. You want to read that? Sure. Um, starting with um, verse 12. Not that I have already obtained it, this goal of being Christ-like, or have already been made perfect, but I actively press on so that I may take hold of that perfection for which Christ Jesus took hold of me and made me his own. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider that I've made it my own yet, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the heavenly prize of the upper call of God in Christ Jesus. That, that scripture from the, the King James Version, the scripture says, Brother, says, I count myself to not have apprehended, but this one thing I do. He says, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to the things which are before. He said, I press towards the mark for the prize, the high calling of God in Christ. He said, forgetting those right. things. Paul had a lot to forget. Yeah, he had a lot. And, you know, you may be thinking, well, you say, look, 
look at yourself victorious. I've got so much baggage, you know, I'm bringing with me into 2023. I've got so many mistakes that I've made, so many things I did wrong, people I've hurt, people have hurt me. There's just so much. How could I possibly see myself victoriously? Well, we have nothing on what Saul turned to Paul had, right? Right. He had, I mean, considering all the things that he did, right. most of us would say, you know, you know, we're not comparing ourselves one to another, but you would say... He's got some baggage. All the stuff that he's carrying, <laughs> he's carrying a lot of baggage. Yeah. And he says, this one thing I do, he said, forgetting those things that are yes. behind. Why? Because he knew that in order to move forward, there's some things that you sometimes have to let go of or you have to forget. Right. And that this power of forgetting things from previous hurts and things that you may have done to others, mm -hmm. the experiences you might have gone through, uh, relationships that you might have been in that didn't go so well. I think about that sometimes when people uh, leave some type of relationship, a friendship or, or otherwise, where they're in a, a relationship and they leave and then they start talking about that person. That person's of this and that person's of that. But what if we said we recognize that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, the scripture tells mm -hmm. us in, in Ephesians, but against principalities and powers. The enemy knows that your human nature is when you get hurt in your relationship with someone else, that oftentimes we're going to try to drag that or carry that into our future. And if we do, it will affect how we act towards other right. people. A lot of times it'll affect how they act towards us because they'll recognize that we've got some things going on that we're uh, carrying, we're, we're, we haven't let go of, that we might be hurting from, that we're dragging those into the future. Right. The Apostle Paul said, I'm forgetting those things yes. that are behind. Right. If you hold on to those things, what you're doing is seeing yourself as a victim. And you're actually allowing that person to continually hurt you and drag you down every day for the rest right. of your life. And they may not even be in your life anymore, right. but you now have set this pattern where biblical forgetting is not, uh, like if I said... It's not amnesia. Man, right. It's not, it's not some type of spiritual amnesia. If I said I forgot my keys, I forgot where I put my keys, uh, that's a different type of forgetting. That's a misplacement. You have no idea about it. But forgetting in a biblical sense is not allowing those past hurts and those problems and those difficulties to any longer uh, have any control of how we respond or how we act today. Or in our future. Right. So our today and our tomorrows mm -hmm. are different because we've let them go. Whatever it is that we're dealing with, we've, we've chosen to forget it. It's what we see in, in Genesis. The story of Joseph mm -hmm. is a, uh, an amazing example of that in Genesis 41. Mm -hmm. I believe it is. is uh, if we go there sure. real quick, and we'll, just, we'll continue to talk about this. We're going to go to Gen Genesis 41. But it doesn't mean that... Uh, Everything in our lives that happened previously that was bad, it doesn't mean that we don't remember that they happened. Right. Uh, certainly we remember that those things happened right. to us, and, and we're not discounting that things hurt sometimes. Right, and there are, there are people in your life that can't continue as your friend or can't continue as 
a significant other because of different things that happen Sometimes in your life. Sometimes you've got to love people at a distance. Right. And, a that, and that's okay. But what we're saying is continually bringing it up, continually thinking on it, reliving it, recounting it over and over again, it, it actually allows that situation to have power in your today, right. in your tomorrow. Instead, you could take what you've learned from that relationship, what you learned, because chances are we've probably made a mistake in that relationship too. We're not perfect. Right. Um, we might have just chosen the wrong person, <laughs> and that we can learn from that. <laughs> but take what we've learned into our tomorrow, not the baggage of everything that right. comes with and, it. And this, the story of Joseph here, if we recognize what Joseph went through, when you consider, and I don't, you know, we don't have time to certainly share everything that went on in his life right now. Go and read that. But I would encourage you to read his story. Mm -hmm. uh, he, the scripture tells us this, Joseph dreamed a dream. And in his dream, he saw some things. The Lord showed him some things, and not every dream you have, maybe you ought to tell people sometimes. But Joseph told his brothers about this dream that he had, and uh, that he basically he had seen his brothers bowing down to him, and he's their younger brother. Ooh, that, that's a tough one. Right that there. doesn't go over so well. <laughs> well, they end up uh, when they're uh, they're away from their father, they put Joseph in a pit. And they only they put him in the pit. They were going to kill him. Yeah, they were going to kill him, mm -hmm. but the guilt of killing him was too much for them to bear. And so rather than have the guilt, uh, how'd you like to have that in your family? Like you've got a family problem and it's like throw you in a pit or kill you. Right. Threw him in so, a pit, then sold him as a slave. Sold him as a slave. Right. And then from slavery, he went into Potiphar's house. He mm -hmm. was in the, uh, as a slave there in Potiphar's house. Then Potiphar's wife lied on him. And I mean, it's a fascinating story to see all of the things that Joseph goes through but to see how he stays the same throughout all of it. So he goes from the pit to uh, serving in Potiphar's house, and then Potiphar's wife lies on him because she tries to seduce him, and he rejects her advances, and uh, so he gets thrown in the prison. Mm -hmm. And then when he's in the prison, uh, he meets someone and interprets their dream there, and they get out, and they forget all about him. And finally, right. Pharaoh has this dream, and he... Uh, interprets the dream for Pharaoh, and Pharaoh puts him as the second in command in all of Egypt. Mm -hmm. But it's interesting to note that then later, after all of the things that, that Joseph went through, he has two children, and he names the children. The scripture tells us this. It says in verse, verse 50 50, or it's Genesis 41, and it's beginning with verse 50. It says this. It says, and unto Joseph was born two sons before the years of famine came. And it says that Joseph called the name of his firstborn Manasseh. For God, said he, has made me to forget all my toil and all my father's house. And the name of the second he called Ephraim, for God has caused me to be fruitful in the land of my affliction. Mm -hmm. So what we see there in the naming of his children he names the firstborn that God has caused him to forget, and the secondborn God has caused him to be fruitful. Evidently, our fruitfulness will come as a result of our forgetting those things that we've gone through. Right. We first have to be a forgetter if we're ever going to be fruitful. Right. And it's, it reminds me of the scripture about laying aside weights. Let's look at yeah, that. Yeah, let's really look at that. Quick. Where is that? Is, uh, in Hebrews, 
12. It should be 12, 1 and 2. Yeah. Let me read it, or you want to read it? Yeah, you go ahead. It says, Wherefore, seeing we're so uh, encompassed by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, mm -hmm. looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. It right. says, Lay aside every weight and the sin that easily besets us right. or gets us off course. Mm -hmm. And this one says in the Amplified, which cleverly entangles us. So, you know, the enemy's going to put some weights on us, try to put some weights on us, set some things up to cause us to fail, trip mm -hmm. up, those kinds of things. And we have to be smart about those things. We have to realize, whoa, these things are weighing me down. I don't want to continue to carry these into my new year. In 2023, I don't want to be weighted down and burdened down by these past failures of my own, uh, things that people have done to me, maybe to hurt me. I want to lay those things aside because I won't be able to walk or run the race that God's called us to. Right, and it's just like... Uh... When I was in the military, we would do we would do things sometimes where you're carrying all this equipment, and they would make you do a long march, and you're carrying a, a, a pack, and it's got all of these things inside it, and you realize when you're carrying that that I can walk a whole lot easier with all with all this stuff off my shoulders, and for us in our Christian walk, it's the same way. Right. Without a bunch of weight holding us down, mm -hmm. it may not even be things that you would call sin. The scripture right. says, "Let us lay aside every weight and right. sin." Right. So certainly, everyone would say, "I want to lay aside sin," but then we continue to carry weights. <laughs> but both of them will hinder us as we're walking with the Lord, or as we're in the case of Hebrews 12, as we're running our race, they hinder us. Right. But we're supposed to be looking unto Jesus, right. laying aside every weight and every sin, looking unto Him, the yes. author and the finisher of our faith. Right. This says, looking away from all that will distract us, focus our eyes on Jesus. And so, you know, I, I, we were recently listening to a sermon by Brother Mark Hankins, and he, he said... Um, he heard that 90% of all accidents, uh, car accidents, happen backing up. And so that just lets you know that whenever you're continually turning around, looking at what happened, you know, all this stuff, and you just want to bring it with you, continually bring it with you into the new year, um, that's going to trip you up. It's going to weigh you down, and you can't keep your eyes focused where you're going. That's not where you're going. You don't want to go backwards. Even if you feel like great things happened, you know, in your past, you want to take from that, but you want to look and say, my best days are ahead. Be thankful for the good things that have happened, but recognize God's not finished yet. He's got great things planned for you. You've come too far to allow anything that anybody has ever done to you. Right. Whatever the enemy tries to hold us back mistakes. with, anything, right. you've come too far right. to allow those things to get you off course because God has good plans for you Amen. and for us. So you have to learn to let those things go, forget those things and say, they're no longer going to hinder my walk. 
right. with the Lord because I'm looking unto Jesus. Mm -hmm. I'm pressing forward. Right. As, as Paul said uh, in, in Philippians 3, he said, forgetting those things that are mm -hmm. behind, I press forward towards right. the mark, the high calling in Christ Jesus. I believe this week, if you'll let some of those things go that you've been holding on to, that God will begin to move you forward in areas in your life that maybe you've been struggling with for quite some time. Yeah. We better stop now. Can we pray for you today and just believe God for breakthrough in your life? Father God, we come to you in the name of Jesus together with our friends watching this, and we are choosing to let some things go. We're choosing to say, Lord, that we're not going to allow those things that have happened to us. Hurts, hurts that we've caused, things that we've done, things that others have done to us. We're not going to allow them to steal one more day of victory, one more day of the plan and the purpose you have for our lives. We thank you, Father, that you're faithful to your word. And as we lay these things aside, we forget them. We believe, like Joseph, we'll be fruitful. We'll see a harvest coming into our lives of the good things that you have planned for us. We thank you and we praise you for your faithfulness to us. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, guys, thanks so much for watching or listening. Until next time, just keep living the abundant life. God bless you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.